Before Jesus left this earth, he told his followers to go out and change the world. And if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then you are called to change the world too. But how do we do that? Well, over this month of July, we're going to be tracking Jesus. We're going to be following his footsteps so that we too can follow in his footsteps. I don't know if you have ever done online dating. I have to admit, I have done it once, although I didn't go out on a date with anyone. A friend of mine was really into it and he suggested to myself and my friend that we give it a go. That we, and he helped us write this profile. This profile was where we tried to sell ourselves, tell, us, tell people who were looking on this dating site what we are into, what were our likes, our dislikes, who, who we were, what our values were. And um, I got some interests. Uh, but my friend, uh, who will remain nameless, didn't get anyone contact him at all. And he made the decision, look, I'm going to stay on this site until someone takes some interest. So we waited and a week went by, still no interest. A month went by, still no interest. Two months went by, still no one has shown any interest in my friend's profile. And then he got a message. And the message said, do you realise that you've put yourself down as a woman? You see, it's really important that we get the information about ourselves right because we want people to, to know what they're signing up for. And yeah, short term, we might be able to use lies to sell ourselves. But long term, we want people to know who we are. We want to know who they are as well. Similarly, at one of the general elections some a few years back, I went online and filled up a questionnaire so that I could find out which party I should vote for. And I filled out questions that asked me questions about what I believed about different things. And then it looked at the manifestos of the political parties that were standing at the time and made suggestions about which one I should vote for. You see, every political party has a manifesto. It tells the people who are interested in them what it is they believe, what it is they value, and what it is they're promising to do. Jesus had a manifesto. He wanted people to know what he stood for and what he planned to do but also he wanted to his followers the people that were going to sign up to him to know what his expectations of them were as well and we're going to look at Luke's account of Jesus's manifesto and it's found in Luke chapter 4 and I'm going to read to you from verses 14 but before we do that just some uh, background we've had already had in the story John the Baptist going around having an amazing ministry calling people the Jewish people to repentance and preparation because someone greater than him the promised Messiah was going to be arriving on the scene pretty soon and then 
Jesus arrives and we're told in the beginning of chapter four that Jesus goes out to time of preparation, 40 days in the wilderness where he's tempted, but Jesus comes out of that time stronger than ever. And straight away, he has huge popularity. He's got this amazing healing ministry. He's got this amazing teaching ministry. And he's going around the region of Galilee, healing and teaching people. And then he returns to Nazareth, his hometown, that town where he was brought up, where he was raised with the rest of his family. And because of the following that he's having, he gets called to uh, speak at the synagogue. And it's, it's probably the synagogue where Jesus and his brothers and sisters grew up attending. And the synagogue was a community space for learning and for prayer. And Jesus gets invited on the Sabbath to, as they've got people gathered to read from the scriptures. Let me read to you from verse 14 of Luke chapter 4. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. See what Jesus is stating here at the beginning of his ministry, who he is and why he is there. And it's, it's really important we just pick up from that quote from Isaiah some key things that tell us uh, how Jesus was going to be doing things and why he was doing them and what he was going to be doing. The first is verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. See, Jesus was going out full of the Holy Spirit. He was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He wasn't doing this in his own strength. He wasn't just going off on his own, doing his own thing. He was doing the things that God wanted to him to do. He was full of God's Spirit. Another thing, he came to preach good news. That's where we, uh, the gospel is, a tr is basically an Anglo-Saxon word that means good news. We have four gospels to talk about the good news of Jesus. So what is the good news? Well, he goes on to say it's good news to the poor. He has this really important aspect, particularly in Luke. Luke picks this up a lot of, of having a ministry to those who were poor, those who were the least those who were on the margins, those who were rejected by society, he came to serve the poor. Also says, oh, he, he has sent me, God, the Spirit, has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. So we've got this idea of justice here. And also, not just physical prisoners, but also maybe mental, emotional prisoners. Maybe people who are addicted to, to things. Maybe people who are just imprisoned by a way of life. Jesus has come to bring freedom 
to those prisoners. He wasn't doing a jailbreak or something like that. Also, this is recovery of sight for the blind. He came to bring healing. And we see that in Jesus' ministry. He brought physical healing, but he also brought emotional and spiritual healing as well. And he says, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. See, Jesus had come to demonstrate God's love, God's favour for his people, and not just his chosen people, Israel, but the whole world. For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son. You see, that was what Jesus' ministry was all about, a proclamation of God's love for his people. That was Jesus' manifesto. That told, told his followers, and it told us who, who, what Jesus was about. But also it says something really important about uh, the requirements that Jesus has for us. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are signing up for the manifesto of Jesus. And actually, you are called as a follower of Jesus Christ to actually follow Jesus, to follow in his footsteps. And that means we need to stick with those key points of Jesus's manifesto. So what does this passage, what do these words from Isaiah that Jesus read mean for you, for me, for all those that follow Jesus Christ? Well, here are just a few things. Firstly, you are called to be full of the Holy Spirit. And that only comes by cultivating a relationship with your Heavenly Father, by opening your heart to Jesus and inviting the Holy Spirit in to change your life. You cannot carry on as you once were and still be a follower of Jesus Christ. You need to welcome the Holy Spirit to come and change you. Change your actions, yes, but ultimately change your heart. Because you can't do this on your own. You cannot do what God is asking of you without God's help. And that's where the Holy Spirit is so important. Otherwise, we go off in weird tangents. We end up doing stuff that maybe we think is right, but God doesn't. And sometimes we can sacrifice the best that God has for us for, the good, for doing the good things that we see around us. See, the person that God can't use is often a busy person, too busy to listen to God, too busy to be guided by God. And that's where we need the Holy Spirit to come in and guide us. So that's the first thing. Second thing, we're here to proclaim good news. Now, traditionally, that's meant that we tell people about Jesus, but that wasn't what Jesus called the good news. Jesus called the good news of serving the poor, proclaiming freedom, justice, and setting people free. See, that needs to be the bread and butter of us as followers of Jesus Christ. If we want to change the world, it's to serve those poor people, to give our money, to give our time, to give our resources, to help those who are lacking in those different areas. We are called to be generous and loving and compassionate. But we're also called to stand up for justice issues as well to stand up for the rights of people who are being persecuted. Too often the church is really good at standing up for the rights of themselves. But actually we're called, up to, called to stand for, up for the rights of everyone, even if we don't agree with them. 
if we are seeing someone persecuted, if we're seeing people who are being pushed around and bullied, then we're called to stand up for them on their behalf, to give a voice to those who don't have a voice. But also we're called to bring freedom and healing to those who are struggling in life, who are being held back by addictions and struggles, by idols in their life, be it the job or money or whatever it is. We're called to bring real freedom by telling them about Jesus and praying for them and guiding them and helping them to become followers of Jesus too. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to sign up for the manifesto of Jesus Christ to love and serve the poor in words and deeds. That's how we become the hands and feet of Jesus. That's how we become ambassadors for Christ. That's how we show God's love for the world. That is how we change the world, how we become world changers. So are you up for the challenge?